Okay then, so to begin with, it is all about you and you guys know how much I care. You all have your own little targets to get on with. Some of you want, I get you to drink more water and you might think, why does she get me to do that? Some of you, I get you to plan your week and you might think, why does she get me to do that? So ultimately it is about you and making your life so much better, so much easier and making sure we are getting our shit together because everyone knows how hard it is to actually do the do and say, do everything you said you were going to do instead of just saying you were going to do it and you never even took a step in the right direction. So we're going to be going over systemizing your schedule. Now, I don't want to say making your schedule a priority because obviously life gets in in the way. But if we're able to plan life into that schedule, then our life will be so much easier. We will be so much more proactive. We won't procrastinate as much. And life will just be smooth. And honestly, this is something I've realized myself. When I am able to focus on the good things, life just becomes so much more flowy. So we will go through this together. What does systemizing your schedule actually mean? So I wanted to share this quote by James Clear. If you guys have read any of his books, he's really, really good. I even sign up to his weekly email. So if you guys want me to share that, I will. Um, We do not rise to the level of our goals. We rise to the level of our systems. So we've all had a goal and never met it. And that is exactly because we didn't know how to get there. But the systems, the most important thing, those daily habits you do daily, they are the most important thing to get you to your goal. So instead of thinking huge scale, never think of huge scale goals anymore. Think of daily goals you can tick off that will get you to where you want to be. And you will go so much further because you're going to enjoy the process. You're going to enjoy who you you become as a person. And you're just going to love life so much more rather than thinking, I'm never going to reach this goal and I'm going backwards. So you're either lacking a system for your day-to-day life or your current systems are ineffective. And that's exactly why you've never reached your goal before. So you guys come to me and I know it's like when you get a coach, you're like, they're going to help me so much. And obviously there's only so much I can do. I can give you all of the information. I can try to help you as much as I possibly can. And I genuinely care about all of you, but you're the ones who have to do the work. And even though I can check in with you, I can hold you accountable. I can force you to do some things if you wanted me to, but I've never had to. Um, But yeah, you're the ones who need to put the work in. So if your system's ineffective, if you're relying on just motivation, it's not going to work because we need a system in place to actually get there. It's the same with anything. You think of a construction site. How do they get, how does everyone know what job they're doing? It's because they have systems, they have rules. So I'm not saying that we're construction sites, but it's everything is obviously similar. You need to have things in place in work. You need to have things in place in your work diary, your work schedule. But then when it comes to our lives, we're like, oh, it's free time. I'm just going to chill. And then before you know it, you have regrets. You kind of like hate on yourself because you're not doing everything you know you should be or know you could be. So if you systemize all of your life or at least parts of it and obviously leave in breaks, I'm a huge one for breaks, but if you're able to systemize what you actually want to do and make a plan to get there, then you will get there. So when you have no systems, this is what it usually looks like. You will be reactive. And that could be that your days control you instead of you controlling your days. So if you ever feel like time has just flown by and you don't know where it's gone because you've either sat there scrolling on your phone or you've been unproductive all day or maybe in relationships, in arguments, you are a reactive person because everything gets on top of you. You are overwhelmed. You are 
just overstimulated. So if you're able to create a system that can really, really help. Uh, number two for no systems, like I said earlier, you rely on motivation. Now, everyone knows motivation is a phase. If you are relying on it, then it's going to be inconsistent and your results will be here, there and everywhere. You will go up, down, up, down, up, down constantly because motivation fizzles out. And then number three, your life will be pretty messy. And I definitely experienced this. You don't know where you are from Monday to Friday. It's an absolute mess. And it can either be a physical mess or just like chaos in your mind. And I even had therapy about this because I felt like my mind was so busy and I didn't know how to shut it off. And this has helped me massively. So we'll go deeper into that as we continue going. But if you guys can relate to any or all three, maybe, then this call is a right call for you because we are going to figure it out together. And also, I just want to say again, if you do need to talk to me, then just open up because I'm here for you and we will get through it together. So ineffective systems. Now, this means you have a system, you have kind of a plan in place, but maybe you just don't stick to it or it's not serving you as well as what it could be. So number one, what does that look like? One area you're doing really, really well in. So this could be like you're a career driven person. You want to go really far in your career, but the rest of your life is literally falling apart. And that would just mean that your systems are ineffective. The way you're ruling your life, the way you're going through day to day is actually not serving you. Number two, lack of consistency. We've all experienced this. We go 100% in for a week or maybe two weeks, and then we eventually give up because it's not sustainable. You can't go for it 100% forever because you will burn out. So that could be um, with your diet. It could be, again, with work. It could be with your friends. It could be with your relationships. It literally could be anything. Chances are, if you do that in one thing, you're probably doing it in other things too. Number three, you don't rest. So I have definitely gone through this as well. Um, I like, I'm a planner, <laughs> as you guys know. And before I never used to plan in breaks and I had a very bad burnout and it was awful. So you need to plan in breaks. You need to make sure that if something bad happens, then you have a backup. You know what you can do to recover. You know that you're allowed to take time off. You know that you're allowed to be lazy. Just don't get dressed. <laughs> like if you feel like you don't want to get dressed one day and don't have a shower that's fine like giving yourself the space and the non-judgment zone for yourself to do that is beautiful so never take it away and just be a slob if you want to be a slob like and even if you don't want to be if, if a rest to you is still getting steps in and still being really active then that's fine but it's not for everyone and it's certainly not for me and I'm just going to keep it real because if you literally want to sit there and do nothing that is good because it's what you need. So do it and then draw a line and then start fresh tomorrow. So how to build better systems? We need to make sure that it's easy. And everything I say to you guys, I try to make it as easy as possible. Like you even have a shopping list on your uh, recipe book, like just make it as easy as possible that you cannot fail because everyone knows that when you fail, it takes so much better to get, I mean, so much longer to get back on it. So if you just make it really, really easy, you can't fail. Don't let it take much time because if it takes time, we won't do it. So systems should make our life easier. It should give us more freedom and that it should bring more energy back to you. It shouldn't be a chore to do these things that you want to do. And just know that there is a greater good for every action you make now. Your future self is going to thank you, whether that's in health, 
time, happiness, money, um, strength, literally any goal you might have, your future self should look back and say, thanks, because you put the work in. Um, systems that will benefit your results or make your results a lot better. So that could just be making sure that you make them realistic for you instead of hating yourself that you can't hit them every single week or every day. Um, obviously, you really need to think personally to you. I give you guys targets, but if it doesn't work, then you need to be open and honest with me about that. And we will change them to make them more realistic for you. Obviously, the goals I've given you, I think are realistic, but I don't know you as well as you know yourself. So you always have to be open with me about that. So the importance of structure. Now, structure can... I feel like I'm a creature of habit, in my honest opinion. I feel like I love structure. I absolutely love routine. I thrive in it. I think it's so good for my mental health, so good for my physical health. You guys might agree or not agree. So it's up to you. Some people like to plan day to day. Some people like to plan week. Some people like to plan even as far ahead as a month. I, I know it's a bit crazy, but for like big events in my business and stuff, I plan for three months. So three months at a time, I'll plan. Obviously, I do a daily one inside of that as well. But I just like to know where I am because otherwise I feel like there is so much going on in my brain that I cannot, um, sorry, just letting someone in the room. I cannot focus on just one thing and it really, really stresses me out. So if I'm able to like diversify and plan everything, then I feel so much better about myself and my life. Um, I actually, what I do is use different methods. So I will have a three month planner on my wall. It's literally gigantic. It can fit everything on there. And then I have a daily, weekly, monthly, they almost hit me in face, planner here. It's huge, it's an A4 one. Um, it's called Mission Ready. That's what it is. If you guys wanted me to send it to you, I will. Inside you have um, a daily planner. So you have the, all of the time. You have your lessons, your outcomes, what I'm grateful for. Um, and then each week, no, I think this is each three and quarter, you have like just a little plan. And then every Sunday you have a recap on how your week has gone. So it's like a little journaling prompt thing. But you can get really good ones on Amazon, on eBay, on Instagram even. You can buy stuff everywhere now. So just figuring out what suits you. How do you want to structure your day? It could be a weekly planner. It could be a daily planner. It could be anything. But figuring out what works for you is the most important thing. So when you actually write it down, it's so much easier. <laughs> And it makes it real. You can have like three things in your mind, but it feels like 10. So when you physically write it down on a piece of paper, you're like, it's really not that much. I don't know why I'm stressing so much because I can easily do that in a couple of hours. Same with a to-do list. If you've written it down, chances are you're actually going to do it because it's on a physical piece of paper. It's not just a mess in your head anymore. So even if you don't like paper, you can do this on your phone. If you have an iPhone, Android, you can do it on Google Calendar. You can even get Alexa to do it for you. So you have no excuses but to structure your day. So I wanted to go over a couple of things that will influence your systems and the way you're scheduling your life. Now, I know we're all in this together. And most of you, I think there's like two of you in the group that aren't in a calorie deficit. But most of you are in a calorie deficit for pathos. So I wanted to go over quality of food. This is so important to the quality of your life. 
So I know that we're in a calorie deficit, but that doesn't mean you can just eat low calorie everything. You need to be thinking about nutrients. So high quality in equals high quality out. And that means your, your results are going to be a much better quality. You're going to be so much more satisfied, so much happier and fulfilled in your life. So when we're thinking, oh, I can have this because it's lower calorie and it's say lots of sweetener and chocolate and whatever else, that's absolutely fine. But do we need to be doing that every day? No, we don't. We can do that a couple of times a week. That's absolutely fine. If that's what you love, continue doing it. Never cut it out. But you don't need to be doing that every day. You want to be thinking fruit, veg, larger portions of those two food groups, especially. We want to be thinking um, high protein in every single meal, a good source of it as well. So as natural as we can possibly get. Obviously, supplements are okay, but it's not something that we need to be taking every single day or, or with every single meal. And by that, I mean protein powder. We don't need to be taking that every meal. So when we're doing our food shop, do we actually plan this in already? And do we have a plan to go to the shop and know what we're going to buy for that week or for those couple of days? I personally do a food shop once a week because I hate the shop. Um, it just stresses me out, so I avoid it. <laughs> uh, so if you feel like you go to, you, you're happy to go to the shop a couple of times a week, then how are we making sure that we're not just getting there and deciding what we buy when we see it? How are we going to make sure that we can plan better and write a little shopping list to make sure we get what we actually need and what is going to nourish us and push us through this week and make us feel a lot better? We can all relate to the fact that shit food will make us feel groggy and really shit afterwards, whereas good food will fuel us up. We're going to feel really proud of making things from scratch and it is just really, really good for you, like physically, mentally, everything. It is so good for you to eat proper food. So thinking about the quality of foods when we are cooking, when we are shopping, when we're, when we're just trying to look after ourselves, you're going to always come back. Is this going to serve me now? Is this going to serve me in the future? And can I do it again? Is it easy? Does it take a long time? Can, will I be bothered after work? If it's a no, then don't do it. Just make it as easy as possible. I personally never spend any longer than 20 minutes in the kitchen. Like if I'm working from eight till eight, like today, I would have planned my meal yesterday. It's just little things that you can do to make your life so much easier, so much less hassle and prevent stress. Number two, I feel like this is so important. I know this is very weird, but I'm reading two, I'm reading three books at the moment. I'm swapping between all three. And two of them are based on sleep. And this is something I have struggled with since I was a really young kid. I've always been such a weird sleeper, a very early riser. And I don't know, loads of people are like, I'm a night owl, so I don't wake up in the morning. And then loads of people are like, oh, I go to sleep really early. So I wake up really, I'm, I'm none. <laughs> I literally go to sleep so early and I wake up so late. So it's really, really weird, but I could sleep like, like a bear I could literally hibernate um but usually for work and life I make sure that I go to bed even earlier so then I can wake up earlier and just get the most out of my day but great sleep quality is going to make your life so much better we all know we're better people after a good night's sleep and we all know we are moody after a bad night's sleep so making sure that we can make the most of our bed of that environment and just sleep properly and prioritize it so 
if you experience poor energy, if you're overwhelmed or if you have brain fog during the day, the most likely case of this is poor sleep quality. And I've experienced all three, to be honest with you, I'm overtired a lot. I'm just not a good sleeper. And that's why I'm putting the work in to benefit my sleep and read this book. So once I finish this book, I will do another slide like this because I feel like it's so important that we share the information. So sleep is so important on your weight loss journey. It is going to give you so much more energy. You are going to be a happier person. You are going to be more um, just awake and you're going to have more clarity and life will be so much easier if you had a good night's sleep every night. So sleep time and wake time. What time are we going to sleep every single night? It should be the same time. And I know some of you might be going out on the weekend. Some of you might work nights. Some of you might have kids and a lot of things can't be helped, but we can help others. So what can we do in our life to make sure we're having the same amount of sleep every single night? And if your routine changes, say you have some nights on a night shift, some nights not on a night shift, you need to be counting backwards. How many time, How many hours have I been awake versus how many hours do I need to sleep? You need to base it on the average of your normal day-to-day -day life. So say you were working just days, what day? What time would you go to sleep? What time would you wake up? And then reverse it. So put that in the day because you'll be working in the night. And then you need to stick to that schedule because it's going to help you a lot. Obviously, you are always going to be on a 24-hour clock. So you can work it out. It's not that hard. And if you need me to help you, I will 100% help. But you need to be making sure that you stick to a routine and you set that boundary with yourself. And more importantly, you stick to that boundary because it will help everything. It will help your appetite. It will help your energy, your training, your fat loss. Yes, it does come down to fat loss even. As sleep is proven to have an effect on like the amount of calories you burn and everything like that. So it is science. It's not just me making this up. It is real stuff. So if you can possibly stay to the same time, even on the weekends, that will make your week life even easier. I try my best to do this. I mean, I'm no angel, <laughs> I am still human. So I try my best to do this. It doesn't always work out, but I do try. So if you can try and go to bed the same time every night and wake up the same time every morning, life's so much easier. I've told a couple of you about this before, unwind before bed, put your phone away. Put your phone away at least one hour before, the, before you are actually going to be asleep. So not before you go to bed, before you go to sleep. Your phone doesn't even need to be in your bedroom. If you want an alarm on, put it in a different room because you're going to get up anyway. Because if it's in a different room, it's going to wake up your neighbours, wake up your kids. So you're going to get out of bed. Just unwind before you go to bed, whether it's 20 minutes of reading, 10 minutes of reading even, you can do it. Like It's not going to be hard and it will benefit you so much. Do a word search, do some Sudoku, do anything other than being on your phone. Don't drink caffeine eight hours before you're going to bed. And just so you guys know, decaffeinated also has caffeine in it. So realistically, if you're going to bed at 10 p.m., no caffeinated drinks after 2 p.m. It's not needed. The caffeine will stay in your system for a minimum of five hours and a maximum of like 16 hours. So if you're having your last coffee at five o'clock and you can't go to sleep at 10, no wonder why. Caffeine spikes hormones in the brain to make you feel more awake, and it also numbs the sleepiness hormones. So 
I'm actually, I feel like a geek talking about this because <laughs> I'm so interested. But um, you can't actually feel your sleepiness hormone um, gradually progress because caffeine masks it. So if you don't drink alcohol, I mean, don't drink caffeine, you can slowly feel yourself getting more tired. Whereas if you do drink caffeine, your tiredness will hit you like a brick. And you've probably all experienced that if you do drink caffeine. So don't drink caffeine after two. If you wanted to drink um, decaffeinated, I would say don't drink it after four because it's still got caffeine in it, just a smaller amount. Your sleep environment. What is your bedroom like? I know some of you guys, if you live with your parents, if you have lots of people in your house, you might not actually be able to change your sleep environment. But if you can, then what I would say is don't have anything in your bedroom other than your bed. And as tempting and as lovely as it would be for me to have a TV in my room, I know I just would never leave. <laughs> so I don't have one. So what can you do to improve your sleep environment? Do you need to clean it? Do you need to dust it? Do you need to change the bedding? Do you need more peace and quiet? What can you actually do? Obviously, this is very personal for everyone. Principle number three, hydration. Now, most of you have a hydration target because when I talk to you and like you, we had our first connection call, I was like, yeah, we definitely need to be drinking more. Most of you, when you came to me, you're drinking like one liter a day, which is a tiny amount. But how can we actually focus on hydration and make it as easy as possible? Remember, easy, easy, easy all the time. So water when you wake up. This is the first thing most people do that live for a really long time. They have a pint. So just a regular glass like this of water. Uh, just drink it as soon as you wake up. It's so easy. And also it makes you feel really, really, really good. And you're going to be so proud of yourself because you've already hit one fifth of your target for the entire day. Uh, drink water at work. Always make sure you have a bottle or a glass next to you. Just keep drinking water. Same when you're training, make sure you always have a bottle of water next to you or with you. In most gyms, there are water fountains where you can refill. If you don't like tap water, there are vending machines that you can buy a bottle from. If you're working at home, you really have no excuses. Buy a bigger bottle if you're really struggling. I know loads of the girls like to share that. Whenever you go out, make sure you have a bottle of water with you. I'm drinking now, that's like not, <laughs> I'm genuinely thirsty. I'm not just doing that because of this. Like when you talk, you get more thirsty. So that's a good thing. But whenever you go out, just have a bottle of water with you. It makes life so much easier. Before you get to like 6 p.m., you're like, oh my gosh, I've drunk nothing. And I can feel a headache coming. We do not want to get to that. So just prevent it instead of trying to cure it. Number four, in the morning, you get to choose. You get to choose if you're going to win your day or if it's going to be a really, really down day. So you get to choose. The first thing I do is walk. Now, I feel like I've tried every single kind of morning routine. I've tried to train first thing in the morning. I've tried to journal first thing in the morning. I've tried to do yoga. I'm a yoga teacher too. Um, I've literally tried everything and nothing ever worked for me. And in the summer, I was like really struggling to get out of bed. My health took a little bit of a turn for the worst and I was just very, very low energy. And I just couldn't get out of bed. Like I had so much to do, but I was so tired. So now I just go for a 15 minute walk. Like it's so, I literally do the same walk every day. It's, Phil said to me the other day, I'm getting so bored of this walk. I was like, no, Phil, 
we have legs like we should be so grateful because not a lot of people can actually get up and walk and a lot of the time we take it for so like we just take it for granted and I feel like I'm so positive about this because it's the one thing that's actually worked for me and I know as we're females it could be a little bit scary to go out for a walk on your own in the morning but nothing's ever happened to me thankfully touch what it won't um but yeah this is the only thing that can get me out of bed in the morning also it's great for the steps I'm on like 3,000 steps before I even have breakfast. So before 7 a.m., I'm on 3,000 steps. And I feel really, really good about myself getting some sunlight. See, most of the time it's not sunny, but seeing the moon, like seeing all of the birds wake up, watching the seasons change, because obviously I've been doing it since summer. So now it's freezing cold winter. I've seen it all change, the leaves. And it's just put me in touch with nature. And I know you, some of you guys love nature. You love the walking and stuff. So this could be a great idea if you're really struggling to get out of bed. Just wake up 10 minutes earlier. I promise you it will change your life because you become so much more you. Like you find things that you love on this walk and then you'll look forward to it the next day. Obviously, I'm not trying to say it's easy. The first two weeks, I had to force myself to do it. But now I'm like, I genuinely love it and it excites me. It's the only thing that can get me out of bed. If you are already really excited to get out of bed and you love life, then obviously don't change your routine. Don't change your structure. But this is a good system to put in place to make sure that you're actually getting out of bed and not constantly pressing your snooze. So a lot of the girls on the team journal, I have tried this, but I don't really. It just doesn't resonate with me. I do have obviously journal bits in this um, diary, but I wouldn't do this in the morning for me. I am incredibly grateful and positive as a person, but I don't feel the need to write it down. Don't get me wrong, I used to love journaling and until I got a therapist, I did it every day um, on and off for like three years. But when I got a therapist, she said to me, what is it about journaling that serves you? And I was like, oh, I just feel like I have such a really, really, like I'm going to have such a good day if I write down what I'm grateful for. And she's like, well, does it actually benefit you though? And like she made it, she made me see from such a different perspective that I did it because I thought it made me feel good, not because it actually did make me feel good because I was pretty much just writing the same as I wrote yesterday and she was like so why don't you just sit down and have a coffee or go for a walk um I was like I already walk and I don't like to drink coffee as soon as I wake up and then she's like so why don't you just go for a longer walk or like do something else so I basically just like ripped journaling out on my morning routine and I know it sounds crazy but it was the best thing I ever did <laughs> Like, I'm so grateful as a person anyway. And writing it down felt like a chore. It felt like I had to get out of bed to go straight to my office and go straight to work, which was not good for my mental health. And it just made me realize doing things that serve you make you so much happier than doing things that don't serve you as much because everyone else is doing them or because you've been told to do it. So open up to me, open up to Isha. How do you actually feel about your morning routine if it's not great if you're literally rushing out of bed to get to work we need to be thinking what can we actually do to improve and I know I'm your fitness coach but sleep comes into that routine comes into that open up to me more let's go a level deeper and connect even more to figure out how we can benefit your life so number five I'm not sure if you guys have heard this um, saying before but where your attention goes energy flows whatever we are focusing on will come to us 
So how is our life looking in terms of work, in terms of our phone? How many hours are we spending on social media? Is it endless amounts scrolling on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, anything? What does it actually look like? Because if our energy is going into other people, that's all we're going to get is other people. We're never going to be able to be happy and do things for ourselves. What does your work life look like? Is there hundreds of tabs open on your laptop? Are we stressed? Because if we're constantly being stressed, we're going to get that in return. No peaceful, no relaxation. So it could be any app that you're spending time on. But if it doesn't serve us, we need to figure out how to stop. I even had a conversation with one of the girls in the team last week, and she just kept looking at this this person that was triggering her. And we often get so stuck in this realm of like self-comparison and unhappiness and thinking we're never going to be as good as anyone else. When if you just remove that, you will become so much happier. This is also a massive one. I personally never watch TV, so I can't relate. I literally, it's really weird. I didn't watch TV for like two years properly until I met Phil. I was just always outside. So I've definitely lost that part of myself now because I work so much harder. But I do love TV now and again, don't get me wrong. There's like certain things I'm totally obsessed with, but are we chilling and watching TV or are we binging and watching TV? There is a huge difference. So if you're literally sitting there for like six hours in the evening, do we really need to be watching this TV for six hours? Like, couldn't we be doing something else? Um, I'm putting it all together, making it stick. Now we all know how important that, what we all know how important it is to change, but actually making it stick is the really hard part and actually doing it is really, really hard. So no matter what your goal is, some of the girls in the team are doing a half marathon. Some of you want to get strong as hell. Some of you want to be confident. Happiness, I feel like that's for everyone. Fat loss, that's almost for everyone. And we all know we have daily habits to improve our routine. So no matter what your goal is, how can you make it stick? That is what we want to remember, okay? So number one, we need to be planning our week. We need to be planning our day, especially. Every single day from the from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, what will you be doing? And if you really write that down, you're going to become very conscious of your actions and understand yourself on an entirely different level. If you know when you wake up that you're going to I don't know what most people do. I go for a walk, have breakfast, um, get ready for work. And I work probably from eight until four, uh, try to fit the gym in somewhere. And then sometimes if I go to the gym during work hours, I'll work a little bit later. So if what are you actually going to do after work? Is it that you're going to sit down and scroll on your phone for two hours? Is it that you're going to watch TV for another four hours? Are you even going to cook dinner? When's that going to happen? When are you going to be doing your food shop? When are you going to be doing your, getting your steps in? Because everyone has the same 24 hours in a day, but not everyone is able to manage that 24 hours in the same way. And that's why I'm here. Make the most of me. Ask me questions. Go for it. Stick into it. Remember this piece of sellotape or like paper tape. I was trying to search for everywhere for a good picture of like stickiness, but I couldn't find one. This is the best I could do. So do the do. Don't just say you will do it. Go and flip and do it. Okay. Don't be like everyone else. Don't be a BSer. Do what you said you were going to do. 
So this is about you guys now. Feel free to chat in the chat box. So there's a chat box in here. What stood out for you the most? And what is your biggest takeaway from this, um, from this slide? Feel free to put something in. Or you can unmute if you want to unmute. Anyone? Am I playing this? Oh, hi. I don't know who this is. It just says Zoom user. Hello. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Well, I can't hear anyone. I'm not sure if you guys can hear anyone, but I, I thought I'd get a voice. So, um, my, I think my biggest takeaway when I was making this entire thing is that you can have a structure to your day, but if that structure doesn't actually serve you, nothing will ever change. So you need to really think, what do I want? What is it that I need to be doing? So to ensure that this is going to be successful this time and we're not going to let ourselves down, and I definitely am not going to let you guys down, we can set up calendars. We can... We can literally jump on a Zoom call and I will help you build a plan, plan a week and figure out how to do it together. Obviously, I'm your one-to-one -one coach. Make the most of me. Ask me for a call. Even if it's a voice call, a FaceTime, a WhatsApp call, a Zoom call, anything you want, I will be there. I will help you build out your week. And more importantly, I will make sure that you get it done because I'll hold you accountable and also hold you to a higher standard than you can hold yourself. And that is exactly why I need a coach. Like I have, I will probably be with my coach in another two years. I need it because I know how much it benefits me. I know it makes me a better person. And if he is there to make sure I am ticking my stuff off, then I will tick it off. If I am alone, then I'm not so harsh on myself. And no one ever is. You can't stick to the boundaries you set for yourself, but you're able to do it for someone else. And I feel like a lot of women are like that. A lot of empaths are like that. And unfortunately, it doesn't serve us as much. So if you guys have any questions at all, then let me know and we'll go through them. I'll give you guys, say, like two minutes to put it into the chat box. If nothing comes up, then we're all done for today. And I'm super grateful for you guys. So put it in the chat box if there are any questions. Or unmute if you want to. Oh, well, I'm, I'm guessing there are no questions. So thank you so much for coming on here. And I'm ever so grateful for all of you. Um, obviously, if you do want to chat to me one-to-one, uh, -one, then that's fine with me. And just feel free to 